The Baylor Bears and the Kansas Jayhawks. You're supposed to schedule an easy team for your homecoming, and that was kind of the idea, but this is no easy matchup. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That's Scotty Swingler. He had the flu last week. I was on my flu bye week last week. This week, though, I am in action and inching closer to 1-0 and against the flu. Or is it 1-0 and against the flu? Um, Scotty, I want to thank everybody out there for making Locked On Baylor their first listen every single day. And thank you for commandeering the ship earlier this week. Uh, any tips or tricks on how to beat the flu? Man, you just wait it out. You wait it out. Eventually, it'll get bored and leave you alone. But it it did take, like I told you before we started recording, it took me four or five days to completely get over the hump. So hang in there, man. Dude, it attacked me the same day. The number two China Spring Cougars faced the number one Stephenville Yellow Jackets tonight in the biggest game in Texas. So all you listening, get ready to watch that one. Uh, it's going to be a classic. This guy, Scotty Swingler, China Spring grad. Uh-huh. So he'll be watching the game. You join in on that too. Um, Saturday's game, to me, is almost taking the back burner over the course of the week because that's such a big matchup personally. But the more that I focus in on Baylor and Kansas, and even listening to your episode earlier this week, the more that I, I, I feel it's still Kansas. You know, There's this idea to me that oh, it's Kansas. We'll win that game. but no, like there, there's an actual possibility. There's, there's a world where Baylor loses their homecoming game for an 11 a.m. sleeper against the Jayhawks. Uh, believe it or not, and we haven't gotten to this portion of the program yet, Drake, but in a little group text I'm in with some Baylor guys I graduated with, including Michael, who was on with me a couple days ago, uh, I actually picked Kansas to win this game, man. I'm just uh, taking off taking off the preacher glasses for a second and putting on uh, college football guy glasses for a second. Um, I just haven't seen anything from Baylor that makes me think they can win against a great team. And Kansas is ready to come back with a win after a couple of uh, tragic losses now. Oh, dude. If Baylor's defense gets carved by West Virginia, then you're telling me a mobile quarterback like Bean is going to be stopped by what Baylor has shown so far this season? Again, I am a typical homer. I literally go to this school. But... This is a it's a matchup where Baylor's not shown anything defensively, especially the last couple of games that they can stop a Kansas offense that's just 40 piecing everybody even when they lose. Right, exactly. And Drake, um, that's a good segue because I've got a mm. sermon for you. And preacher glasses back on. Here we go. Preacher glasses back on. So for every pastor, there comes a time of truth telling, which is what we're trying to do today. Sometimes the truth is glorious and welcome. For example. Did you know it's 65 days till Christmas and unto oh. us, a child is born in Bethlehem and his name is Emmanuel. God with us. Hallelujah. The truth of Christmas is one which folks are ready to hear in mm. 65 days. Mm. But sometimes the truth is unwelcome and a hard pill to swallow with Baylor sitting at three and three. It's time to tell the truth. This is not a championship caliber team. This is an average college football team with a lot of upside, yes, but also an uncanny ability to beat itself. Yeah. And in light of last week's loss in Morgantown and the realization of this truth, I decided we need to observe a psalm of lament. 
Open your Bibles, if you will, to Psalm 79. Drake, lament means a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Depending on how you classify and divvy up our biblical collection of psalms, somewhere around half of all the psalms are psalms of lament. Psalm 79 is a psalm of communal lament, meaning it's meant to be sung or recited along song, al- uh, excuse me, alongside a community of faith. And so I hope the Baylor faithful will join me in observing these words. Let's read this psalm of lament as a response to last week's defeat, learning the truth. Here we go. Mm. Psalm 79. O God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have left the dead bodies of your servants as food for the birds of the sky, the flesh of your own people for the animals of the wild. They have poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem. There is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of contempt to our neighbors, of scorn and derision to those around us. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name. They have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold against us the sin of past generations. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Before our eyes, make known among the nations that you avenge the outpoured blood of your servants. May the groans of prisoners come before you. With your strong arms, preserve those condemned to die. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the contempt they hurl at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we proclaim your praise. Hmm. Now, what I appreciate at the Psalms of Lament is that though they are passionate expressions of grief and sorrow, as some Baylor fans might feel this week, we certainly see that here they are also hopeful. They often cry out to God to come as helper, rescuer, and trust God's good plan will indeed prosper at the end of the story. So let's hope for Taylor that God's good plan includes a fun bowl trip at the conclusion of this 2022 football season. There's two things I observe here, Drake, as we lament the three and three start to the season and try to gird our loins for a homecoming battle against the Kansas Jayhawks. First, I found verse 2 to be especially poignant for this moment. Hmm. They have left the dead bodies of your servants as food for the birds of the sky. The mountaineers have left the mangled and defeated body of the Baylor Bears on the ground. And the birds Hmm. are circling overhead. Jayhawks, Jayhawks. ready to jump on the bears and devour whatever is left for scrap. By the way, fun fact. According to Levitical law, Jayhawks are unclean birds, Drake. So we need to understand what's at stake in Waco tomorrow. The unclean, impermissible birds, which are not allowed in the temple of God, are circling over the barely limping, barely hanging on Baylor football team. And they are ready to swoop in and eat. We cannot allow them to desecrate McLean Stadium with their feast. 
We must at all cost put those unclean birds back in their place towards the bottom of the Big 12 Conference. The second thing I observed in this psalm is sheep imagery. This is pretty common in the Bible, right? Verse 13 says, we sheep of your pasture will praise you forever. Now, comparing God's people to sheep is really common throughout the Bible. And I'm not sure if you knew this, but comparing people, especially high caliber athletes to mm-hmm. sheep is not very flattering. No. And here's why. Sheep are incredibly stupid. Drake, I read a story in preparation for a sermon earlier this year that in 2005 in Turkey, there was a flock of 1,500 sheep, and one of them leapt off a cliff, and his 1,500 buddies proceeded to leap off the cliff, one after another, after another, following each other, 450 sheep jumping to their deaths to follow their friend while the other 1050 survived because they landed on the cushy soft cotton bodies of their dead friends sheep are not intelligent no and sheep don't make good college football mascots or players although oklahoma had some luck for a few seasons with a lamb but here's what this story illustrates for one thing sheep are loyal to a fault to their flock. Baylor's football team, like the people of God, need to illustrate such loyalty to one another. They need to play together and play for one another. But the other thing is this. Sheep need a shepherd Mm. because they will follow wherever the good shepherd leads them. The bears have a good shepherd. I believe this in Dave Aranda. And time and time again this season, he's called out players' lack of maturity, execution, and follow-through. These bears need to be more like sheep in how they listen to and respond to the shepherd. They need to fall in and do what's required of them before they end up chucking themselves off a cliff to their doom and being served up as Jayhawk food. And if it sounds too difficult for a team to embody the ferocity of a bear and the team allegiance of a flock of sheep, well, they need to look to the example of Jesus who is depicted in scripture as both a lion who rules his kingdom with power and a lamb who would give up everything in order for his friends to get a victory. Mm. Can the bears do this and find a balance as bears who rule their kingdom and sheep who follow the shepherd and stay true to the flock? I hope, I certainly hope we can do that this Saturday and come away somehow, some way with a victory over the unclean Kansas birds of prey otherwise we'll have another darker gloomier song of lament to sing next week happy mm-hmm. homecoming sickum bears scotty you ever heard of harry potter you know what drake being raised in a good baptist household i was not allowed to watch or read harry potter yeah and yeah. i married ambry swingler and ambry has got me into harry potter yeah, it's pretty common, I feel like, that uh, it's not that wild in the Bible Belt. That people aren't allowed to watch Harry Potter. So why are people allowed to watch Kansas athletics? You know, a Jayhawk is a mythical bird. It's not biblical. It's just not biblical. This wait, is like, wait, what do you mean it's a mythical bird? Yeah, it's like, this is like a, a myth. Like a Jayhawk is like, it's like a horned frog. 
It just doesn't exist. It's like a, it's a, it's it's a hawk. Hawks exist, but a jayhawk specifically is like just a thing that isn't real. Yeah, you're, so you're blowing that, my mind because because what I read in the in Leviticus was that all hawks are considered unclean birds, right? So that's kind of where I was like, okay, jayhawks unclean, but yeah, they're no, not. They don't even exist. No, 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 no. Is there such thing as jayhawk? No, it's a mythical bird mascot for the University of Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, a hawk in general, number one, that's bad. Number two, to be a Jayhawk, to not even be real, it's like Harry Potter. This is some black magic stuff. And I don't know if you were listening to the song of Lament there, but it talked about God punishing the wicked, didn't it? It did. That's exactly what it said. This jazz sounds pretty wicked to me. So I, I'm on board. You, only, you had two points there. I counted out two points. Point three, God come punish the wicked. Come punish the wicked this week. We call on you for point three. This doesn't have to do with us. This is you taking care of business there, guy. You know, it's is it is it any coincidence that we're coming up on a mythical bird that needs to be punished by God a week before Halloween, Drake? Mm. You want to talk about some fundamentalist mm. Christian stuff? I don't think it's a coincidence. Whitfield wouldn't call it a coincidence. No, sorry. No, not, he would not. not. So. You guys know Whitfield. You guys all did Christian scriptures and heritage. They know. Um, Scotty, getting into the, the nitty-gritty of this week and this week's game. Uh, well, first, I get into the nitty-gritty of my sweat issues. Uh, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to bring Scotty right back here. Scotty, I'm a sweater. <laughs> Do you ever sweat like you wear light colors and you just start sweating? You know, I'm not a big not a sweater, sweater unless it's unless i'm working out or it's just brutally hot outside you're not a big sweater you're a person uh, um the you ever heard i wish i was the song by the avid brothers and he wishes he was a sweater uh yes rapper. i have great, great song um i as a sweater have only recently people can go back to old shows and see that i do not wear dark clothing because i sweat a lot during shows i turn my fan off because it makes noise um and there's a light that i have in front of me super warm so i would just sweat through all my jazz ah uh, until I recently found out about sweat block. I kept using like deodorants and jazz. It just didn't work for me. Um, now I use sweat block. And sweat block is, Scotty, you don't even have, I guess you don't have to try this. Fine, you're not a sweater. But I fixed my sweat problem with sweat block, created by a doctor to help with excessive sweating because he sweat a lot. Uh, if you are someone that you love is embarrassingly sweaty, then try sweat block. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com or on Amazon. Scotty, uh, Baylor and Kansas this week. Um, yeah, I, I want to say that I feel confident in this game. I feel even worse that it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, too. This just feels like the least homecoming. I love that. Whatever. Just, what is that the new stadium or is that the, I'm inside the, the Foster Basketball Pavilion, Drake? Here Dude, I am. Dude, is that what it's going to look like? I, just, I decided I needed a winner's mentality. And so uh, I'm in the I'm in the future home of Baylor basketball. I'm not going to lie. I could like the seating setup more. I could. If I'm looking at strictly just the seating setup of the new Foster, it looks very Feral Center-esque. But well, I'm, It's going to be so much tighter and direct, directly yeah. overhead. It's going to be infinitely better. But go ahead. What, what were you saying a second ago? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, this is like the least homecoming homecoming. It's my senior year, too. So I'm supposed to be like bought into like homecoming, my last one. And it just feels like 11 a.m. kickoff. You can't really – you got to choose kind of between the parade or tailgating or really truly doing game day or the parade. This just kind of sucks. Yeah, 11 a.m. kicks are the absolute worst. And I've heard folks coming in from out of town say, oh, it's great, I get home early. And I say, no, 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 no. You really want like a 3 o'clock kick. So you have time to do everything you just mentioned. Parade, go get a good tailgate in, 
and then hit the game and, and have that full experience. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of a scramble from parade to uh, how quickly can I get a bite to eat something to drink and then get into the stadium. It's, it's, it's pretty uh, not great. It just happens. And that's what happens when you don't win, dude. I mean, I had a fantasy three weeks ago that this could be a college game day at homecoming kind of matchup Yeah. Uh, when Baylor and Kansas both looked pretty good. Um, but Unfortunately, 11 a.m. kicks what you get. What are you going to do? What's your strategy on Saturday? Yeah, I have none. I'm probably just going to sleep in at this point. Um, I've been in the parade. Uh, Homo, the director of athletics at BYU, I drove him in the parade last year. Really, really cool, actually, to get to spend time with the BYU president and AD. Uh, So that was kind of like a can't-top moment in homecoming for me. So I am, yeah, mm, I don't know, Scotty. I'm just going to, I guess, do whatever. Um, what Are you going to go to the parade? I will be. So Truett Seminary sets up a tent every year at the mm. parade and invites Truett alum back. So I'll be hanging out. It's uh, it's usually over there by the quad. So I'll, I'll be kind of in that area with the Truett folks. Yeah, I I definitely want to get a glimpse of the parade. May watch it online now that they do that. You know, that's it's kind of a neat broadcast, honestly. Um, and then going into the game, I... It's Kansas, man. This shouldn't be. I will. I want to cover you too, because some people out there would be like, "College game day. This is impossible." But had Baylor and Kansas both are a couple scores away from each being either undefeated or one loss teams for Kansas, that's not out of the realm of possibility. They could be. Had they beaten TCU, which they got so close. Had they had Jalen Daniels, maybe they beat OU too. Um, and for Baylor, you know, I, I thought of something today, Scotty. Baylor is a really good football team that's really good at losing. Like, this is a good football team. They have all the pieces. On paper, it's elite. One of the top 15 in college football. They're just really good at losing. Like, they get to where the part of the game where you're supposed to win the game, and they're like, nah, I'm good. And then they lose. Do you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. I, I've said to folks uh, in kind of my circle that it's just Baylor. Baylor's beat itself three times. I mean, um, you can't in every single game Baylor's lost. I said this a couple of days ago. There's been a significant special teams failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you just cannot do that against good teams. Uh, Baylor is turning the ball over um, more than typical and not yeah. forced turnovers at the same rate that we did last year. So I think when you combine those two things, those critical errors on special teams and giving the ball to the other team, as good as you may be at piling up yards and scores and and even getting some huge defensive stops, which get the West Virginia game out of your mind, Baylor's defense up to that point had played well enough to win every game we played. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's just tough when you beat yourself. And, you know, I think it gives you hope for the rest of the season slash seasons moving forward. Um, this isn't a team that's just lost a bunch of talent and now isn't going to win any games. But it also is agonizing to lose that way. Um, it's and who do you blame? Do you blame the kids? Do you blame the coaches? It kind of kind of falls on everybody. Yeah, and Kansas, the the saving grace in this game is Kansas defense sucks. I mean, they suck without to me really like this idea of yeah, Baylor's defense sucks right now. They do, they do. But there's the the upside you talked about. There's an opportunity for something to click. And Dylan Doyle, Siaki Ika, Jackson player, yada yada yada. The list goes on. They all step up, and next thing you know, Baylor's defense is unstoppable again. 
Kansas, I don't see that. This isn't like a, oh, you know, it's just a switch. Baylor, it feels like it is. That's a saving grace for Saturday. And maybe Baylor's defense does step up and, and hinders Kansas' offense. But I think this is a game where Blake Shapin, who's going to start, could just break out and thrive. Well, he has broken out, hadn't he? In the last two two games he's played, he's really, really looked like, I mean, because those first three or four games we were saying, Where's all the the big passes and the energy yeah. we were promised coming out of Gary Bohannon into Blake Shapen era? I think the last two games we've seen it, and and he was on pace um, in Morgantown to do something really really special in that game before he left with that injury. You know, I, I think he's answered all the questions. I, I yeah. think the questions are everywhere else. And and again, I would emphasize special teams. And you know, there was this weird thing, Drake, and you were part of it in a little bit, and I was part of it in a little way. There was this weird thing a couple weeks ago on Twitter where everyone wanted to start comparing Dave Aranda to Matt Rule, and I don't know why we can't just celebrate kind of the good that both guys have have done for Baylor. But um, one area where Aranda has just not. Um, stepped up to where Rule had this team is on special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor blocked like six or seven kicks that that year that Rule took Baylor to the Big 12 championship. Being elite on special teams was kind of a calling card for that Rule team. Um, and I think, I, you know, and I don't know what it takes, Drake. I don't coach college football. But I, I think putting some serious effort into special teams um, is something that I hope to see tomorrow. Yeah. Rule also emphasized the middle eight. He, man, as much as as much crap as we've given that guy, he emphasized some good stuff during his time at Baylor. The middle eight was really big too. Last four minutes of the second of the first half, first four minutes of the second half, where Baylor's just been bad, and that's where the game is won or lost. Uh, speaking of, of winning and losing, Scotty, bet online. Uh, dot ag your place to go to not lose it is the a1 spot for all wagering uh college sports nfl mlb nhl is going on now the start of the new basketball season nba is here uh college is coming up all the developments team matchups news podcast in-depth analysis on every game bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering needs fastest and easiest way to check on your favorite games mlb mma boxing golf head to the website today Use your mobile device. Learn more. Bet online. Just Google it. BetOnline.net. Great place to find where the game starts. Uh, Scotty, college football this week. I don't think it'll be able to match what it did last week. Did you watch a lot of the games last weekend? That was insane. Man, I'm going to be honest. You know, when when Baylor's not playing, it's it's time for my wife and I to get some things done. So we got some things done around the house. Wow. Um, I was still coming off the flu, so I was I was catching up on work a little bit. I I didn't watch a lot of college football, but I know it was a great day. I saw some <laughs> yeah, of the recap stuff. Yeah, insanity. Uh, this week is not as good, but you get a couple of matchups that could be intriguing. We can break down here. Big Twelve wise. Uh, with Baylor and Kansas being a game where the Bears are favored by 10. It's one of the bigger spreads, the biggest spread actually this weekend. You have West Virginia going to Texas Tech with Tech favored by six and a half. Number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. Texas favored by six and a half on the road. Number 17, Kansas State at number eight, TCU. TCU favored by three and a half. These are some really tightly contested games across the league. A couple of top 25 matchups too. Which one are you most looking forward to? Texas, Oklahoma State, and I'll tell you why, because anyone who thinks Texas is going to roll into Stillwater and win by a touchdown is crazy. I just I just do not see that game going well for Texas. Um, You know how I feel about Stillwater as a venue to visit um, as as an away team. And in addition, Oklahoma State's going to come hungry to to redeem themselves after losing to TCU. And I'm Drake. 
I know Texas has put up some really outstanding performances, but even last week they didn't they didn't look like a world beater. So I, I would be surprised if Texas comes out of Stillwater with a win. That'll be a fun game to watch. I'm excited for that. Not only that one, but I think one that I'm really circling, Kansas State TCU. Uh, Baylor needs both these teams to lose right now in Big 12 play. Uh, both teams are still undefeated in Big 12 play as well, 3-0 each. So really, there's not one singular team to root for because both teams are still on Baylor's schedule. So an example here, TCU beats Kansas State. Baylor beats TCU. Both Baylor and TCU are two lost teams in the Big 12 now, and Baylor has that competitive edge or the head-to-head edge. So that's a game where I'm. it's like, all right, sweet. That's that's fine. Which and, means... And let's, not for, let's not forget that, Drake, because I've been kind of a Debbie Downer about Baylor this week, but Baylor has a puncher's chance. You find some way to win out. Um, we said at the start of the season, a two-loss team would get into the, oh, the yeah. championship game this year. So you're right. Uh, Baylor fans need to be watching these matchups. Yeah, and that's a reason for Texas to beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State needs to lose as many Big 12 games as possible. They've already lost one. Texas has lost one, and Texas is still left on Baylor's schedule. So the Bears need Oklahoma State to lose multiple games in conference play. Um, three, namely. So Baylor doesn't have that head-to-head. They still get Oklahoma State out of the way. So I hate rooting for Texas, but they are still left on Baylor's schedule. So could be key. Um, outside of that, Scotty, going to be a big weekend of football. Uh, any Anything else you're looking forward to across the gauntlet, or are you just locked into being in Waco on Saturday? Man, you heard Michael and I talking this week. Homecoming is just a fun time for me, man. Seeing some friends, friends that I have not seen regularly since college and being back at, at Shorty's on Friday night and at the game Saturday, man. I, I, I'm just ready for homecoming. So um, yeah, I'll be taking those big 12 games and, and you can tell me what else is maybe worth putting an eye on. You're not going to take all the guys to China Spring game? Dude, you know, that would be so fun. It would honestly be so fun. But I think, I think, uh, you know, again, I, life of a married man, Drake, I think my wife would kill me if I That'd tried awesome. to fit in more football into that weekend. But That'd be awesome. I will be following along. Don't you worry. I love it. Scotty, thanks as always for joining. We'll see you again next week. Hopefully the Baylor Bears can take care of business Saturday morning. For everybody else out there, we'll catch you on Monday. This has been, hopefully it's after Baylor win. Thank you for making your first listen of the day, too. Locked on Baylor.